Welcome to the family with Andy Rampernard and our very special appearance every Tuesday. Kristen Burt, right after this, with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. We're almost there, Lord. Kristen. Okay. Okay. We're just not going to do live today because something else is going to go wrong. That's all right. We can do. We can yeah, just. Can we can post it, it though, right? Yeah. All righty. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we're, we're. We're rolling. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Kristen Bird joins us from Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen. So I, uh, I had to tell you right up front, and it pains me to do so, but. You people on the West Coast did a great job with COVID-19. California, Oregon, and Washington are already talking about opening up again. That's amazing. They haven't given a date yet, but they're already talking about, hey, we can get open sooner than we thought. Is that what you're hearing, Kristen? That's what we're hearing. And I do appreciate that the states are working together just because, um, especially Seattle, you have um, San Francisco, Los Angeles, three major ports of entry from China, which probably, like... Getting a grasp on this very quickly probably helped us in the long run. Um, San Francisco shut down first, and then the entire state of California a couple days later, which sounded insane back on you know March 13th. But you know now that we're here on April 14th, it, it was a smart strategy. Yeah, no question about. It. Are people going to be upset, or have people become upset because they can't find fresh turds on the sidewalk in San Francisco? <laughs> you know, I I'm hoping that. This was also a way for California to start getting a grip on the homeless situation. Yes. It really is. It's sad, and it's like, it's a crisis. I know that in Los Angeles, they have moved a lot of the homeless population into hotels, um, and hopefully they can figure out a way to find, you know, to get them sober, to just deal with the opioid crisis on top of right. housing. And that's, that's sort of the big thing. A lot of them don't want to be sober and live in a facility. They want to, you know, have their freedom on something like that. So you have to get a grip on both of those things. Um, 
Well, don't, don't you think that they're just going to have to have some housing where they just can do their drugs? Because they're just not going to stop, a lot of them. They're just not. To have that as a requirement for housing seems, you know, I mean, I know it's safer to not have people doing drugs because, you know, they can do all kinds of other things that are harmful to the rest of the people that live there. But at some point, you're just going to have to say there's just people that aren't ever going to stop until they, you know, possibly OD. Yeah, I, I wonder how you regulate that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to be the person that's managing the house where you're allowed to do drugs? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the employee there. <laughs> that would be really hard to get people to work there. Well, I, 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 well maybe you just uh, dole out the, you know, drugs, like, in a, in, a, in a manner which, you know, doesn't get them so high that they OD. Yeah, that's not how it works, though. Once you're chasing the dragon, you can't stop. But if they're getting it for free. Nope. No? It's, you know, I and mean, they, well, they the just thing can't about, get as high as they want to, I guess. Well, the thing about namely things like heroin is if you don't have enough, you don't really feel anything at all. And you just basically start detoxing anyway. So I know, but there's got to be something you just can't just say, oh, well, you know, just go die on the street. That's well, yes, okay. there's treatments like methadone, but they have to consent to it, which they never would, because that would mean no more heroin. That's the problem is we can't force people to be not drug addicts, basically. If someone wants to be a drug addict, we can't stop them. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. It's just that at some point you're just going to have to say, okay, here's some housing. Um, you know, it's going to be just here and you can get high. <laughs> well, I'd like to know also why we can't stop the, this flow of drugs coming from the same place the virus came from. That's we a have a question. huge flow of drugs from China through South America and then up in the United States. We need to get a grip on uh, dealing with yeah. China because they're trying, apparently, to destroy the earth. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but a lot of that. What is it? Uh, it's not OxyContin. What is the one? Fentanyl. Is it fentanyl? Yeah, fentanyl. Fentanyl is the dangerous one. Yeah. That's the one that comes out of China, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, when are we going to stop the Chinese from doing these things? <clears throat> well... You know, we've given them all the, our manufacturing. And I know. I, yeah. It was a very bad idea. Yeah, America can't do anything on its own anymore. No, pretty much true. I don't know. We just I, I, I want to live in a, in a society where you can walk down the street with a little kid or an animal and they don't step in somebody's turd or the dog eats somebody's turd and gets sick. And, or, yeah, I was. Jesus. Uh, when we, we, we were on a, we took a flight on Friday. And I was, we flew with the dog, and I, had, I took him out around the airport so he could pee one more time before we got on the plane. And where I went, there was, you know, needles right behind the bushes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, um, how was the flight? Was it empty? Yep. Uh, there was maybe 17 people on the flight, com including the crew. <laughs> including the crew, yeah. Did you start smoking? <clears throat> No, we didn't start so much. Just but like I, the old days. I will tell you this. I didn't understand the wisdom. There were 11 passengers on the plane, and they put us all in first class. Because they're all frequent flyers, and everybody got a bump up. Uh, but they were all sitting We're all sitting next to one another. We're supposed to be six feet of separation, yeah, and we're all sitting right said, next to one another. I would have said I'll take economy plus by myself. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, that was a little odd. I don't know. <clears throat> we'll get through it all eventually. Um, there, there are a lot of really, really good signs. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, we're just we're all very, very hopeful that we'll keep moving in this direction. There are still people. There was a there was a guy yesterday, a scientist that said anyone who thinks we're going to get through this before the middle of 2021 is not thinking clearly. That's all we need is another 18 months of this. Well, at some point, we're just going to have to say the plague is just going to do what it's going to do. Yeah, you can't just so. hide in the basement for a year and a no. half and then hope that it won't come back again. No. Because they don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and we, have to, we do have to get this economy moving, period. It's yes. Just, you know, restaurants and, I mean, Hollywood, of course, is shut down. Everything's shut down, honestly. I, I don't, there's very few industries that are up and running unless you are related to the COVID. I mean, if you're a supplier or manufacturer, you're running crazy. But otherwise, everyone else is waiting for the economy to move. They're t- yeah, they're talking about opening up bar, like alcohol sales somehow for bars and restaurants. That uh, they can... Delivery. <clears throat> so what do they do? They do, do that they... in Los Angeles. So you can order a margarita to go? Mm. <laughs> order a bottle of wine and a restaurant will deliver it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's but, a yeah. good thing, I guess. <clears throat> in Ireland, they're and delivering beer. They'll bring you a pint of beer to your house if you order it. Did you see that um, <laughs> there was some lady in... I think it's Philadelphia. Have you seen that, Kristen, on Twitter? She she put out a sign in her door saying that she needed more beer. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's got cases and cases <laughs> of beer being delivered. She's, and 93. she's 93. Yeah. Yeah. Need more beer. I need more beer. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, a 93-year-old woman needs to keep up her weight as, in any way she can. That's so. very true. I, I deliver beer to my 93-year-old neighbor. I'd be like... Rock on. Absolutely. Friend. What kind do you want? <laughs> um, That's exactly well, it. Alcohol sales are up extraordinarily. Uh, wine, beer, hard liquor, everything. They have seen huge, huge surges in sales. Mm. Well, that's because people can't go out to a bar. That's true. Right? They have to drink at home now. And everyone's yeah. like, one of the major things that, uh, that middle-aged white people are doing now is the online cocktail party. Oh yeah. yeah, they'll start yeah. a Zoom meeting and they'll my all mix drinks at home. Yeah, your, your dad is. My dad's doing it. He he moved to Florida. He retired to Florida um, in December, oh, and wow. he and his Boston neighbors <laughs> do a Zoom cocktail hour every day. Every day. Every yeah. day. Well, no. Uh, you know what? I will tell you. A lot of people are drinking a lot. Just besides, like, hey, we can't go out to a bar. I find a lot of my friends. I had a Zoom. Um, party with my friends the other day and they were all drinking wine it was like three o'clock and i'm like you guys mm. <laughs> we're starting early well you're not driving yeah i guess you're not going yeah. to work you can you can take a nap whenever you want <laughs> i know nobody cares you know what's so funny my husband and i have not had one drop of alcohol in all of this yeah we, have, we, totally we haven't either haven't you yeah hmm. i have i have a friend who um <clears throat> we just do facetime and once a week we have a we make a, like a drink and sit there and chat. But it's not like a Zoom party. I can That's too many people. I can't keep track of all that stuff. Ugh. We did three. I think three is manageable. Yeah, three is manageable. Yeah. But these, that's my little posse. Yeah, so. I get invited to this, you know, 25 people are going to be on a Zoom fun thing. I'm like, no, no, no. I can't. That's it just, not fun. It would just be everyone no. talking over one another uh, yeah. because you can't, yeah, see I, who's talking. It's just too many for me. I understand that completely. You know, while you guys are drinking, I'm here working either the morning show or the podcast or doing sales. Or you know, I'll just keep working while you guys booze it up on the internet. I've actually been. Uh, Whoa, that's loud. Yes, it certainly is. Off, Tom. I've actually. Um, 
I've been doing my online schooling for uh, software development. And, That's a good idea. Uh, I haven't even been able to take my tests. Why? Because the proctors can't go to work. Well, why couldn't a proctor do... Wait a minute. An they, online test? Why would you need a proctor for an online test? Because the tests, they take very seriously. The, you yeah. have to... You zoom in, actually. What was that? Whatever. I think his headphones just... <clears throat> you zoom in to... Uh, proctoring center where there's a bunch of proctors who watch you on camera as you take the test to make sure you're not cheating. So, oh, because you could have an open book or something. Exactly. Well, uh, couldn't you do that on Zoom? Take the test while you're just... That's what we're doing, but the proctors have to be at the proctoring center to do the proctoring. They can't be at home. Oh. So they can't go in, which means, yeah, I haven't been able to take a test in like three weeks. I'm taking one tomorrow, though. They're finally figuring it out, apparently. Oh, okay. Because, But, yeah, yeah it's, got, even I've online got, schooling has been impacted. Yeah, I've got my 15 hours of CE that I've got to do, and but I don't have to have any proctors for that, so that's easy. Yeah, no. Easy enough. So, um, Kristen, so do you, did they have a date there? Because they're talking about May 4th here. So, L.A. currently is um, here through May 15th. May 15th. So they, yeah, they, they gave us a May 15th date, although Governor um, Gavin Newsom is announcing some type of date and what their plans are um, along with Washington and Oregon. So we should hear a little bit later on today what that is, and maybe it'll be a little bit earlier, we're hoping. San Francisco's in a really good position. Um, L.A. has seen their numbers drop, and, of course, we never saw the numbers at New York City had, even though we thought we were going to be something similar. So, um, fingers crossed, maybe it's a little bit earlier. So I really, <laughs> I really do think it has, it does have, there's something to having the better warm weather. I saw some sort of, uh, study that said that it, the virus can live in warmer, warmer weather shorter than in colder weather. It, it does make sense. I mean, when you think about why we have flu season and what happens with flu season, because we're all inside more and touching doorknobs and everything else um all that stuff does make sense and when you're when it's warmer weather everyone's outside more and hopefully boosting their immune system more <laughs> by working out and so it's just one of those things that does kind of make sense on a, on a basic level it does but may 15th my gosh that seems like it's another month <sighs> yeah and I... we, remember we were one of the first to lock down so i mean, we're in week five already i'm I've had it. <laughs> I'll be honest. What do you think's What do you think's going to open first? Because I heard that I, th I heard that bars might open, but restaurants wouldn't. But they want to get people back to work. Mm -hmm. Do they have any sort of plan in place? Well, they're announcing the plan today, so I think oh, okay. we'll, we'll have more information later on. And that's and that's a three-state plan, actually. So I have a feeling that they're going to do something kind of similar across the board. Um, but I do think that, and this has happened in Europe already, is that restaurants um, are, have kind of, like, cut their capacity in terms of who can sit in a restaurant. You know, tables have to be separated a little bit further away, um, sort of that six-foot distance. So I think we will probably see if they do open restaurants, it'll be at kind of half capacity before they're allowed to open up at full capacity. Yeah, it's going to be interesting in, in New York, because I know you've been in, you know, to Manhattan many times, and all the tables are just... 
on top of each other. On top of each other. And, you yeah. know, and a lot of restaurants are very tiny there. So even if they can open up, if they're, I mean, they'd have to do almost, I don't even know, a quarter yeah, capacity? They, they may not be able to open. They may not be able to open, honestly. Or it will just continue with delivery. And a delivery for a lot of restaurants is up over, you know, 300%. People are tired of cooking at home. And that has done well for them, even though people aren't able to come in and sit down and eat. Kind of interesting how people just had to adapt with their business model. Yeah, because from what I understand, too, like uh, there was a Morton's that we were doing some pickup stuff at, and um, they only had two guys working because they couldn't have, you know, a full kitchen staff because you couldn't be together. And a lot of kitchens, uh, people don't realize, a lot of kitchens are tiny, too, even for a large restaurant. They're small. Absolutely. So, yeah. how do you, you distance? Figure it out. Yeah, how do you distance there? I don't think you really do in a kitchen, honestly. Even with two people there, you're going to be running into each other no matter what. Yeah, and can you imagine sitting there trying to cook with like a mask and you know, nitro oh. gloves? How could you do that? Your hands must be sweating. And your face gloves. covered with a I mask know. and I and just... grease and everything else. Yeah, Tough. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work. Well, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Kristen in a few minutes. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show, also known as the family. I still am not used to that. Is he still doing that, calling us the family? Oh, Andy just sneezed three times and he doesn't have a sleeve. <laughs> sleeve? Yeah, you're supposed to sneeze in a sleeve. Mm-hmm. Sneezing into your arm doesn't do any good. Sure it does. If you... He may have just killed me. I never me. get anyone sick. You don't? No. Even when I get sick, no one I know gets sick. Oh. 
That's mm -hmm. good. We're back with Kristen Burt. We are. Hello, Kristen. Hi. Are you there? Hi. Hi, I'm here. So we watched a movie last night, because what else is there to do? TV or movies? Um, or, 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 or game. Board game. A, mo a movie. We watched um, Midway. Oh, how was it? Oh, my God. It was just traumatizing, I have to say. It was so realistic that so air Midway was a battle in World War II. Absolutely, good okay. job. Because mm -hmm. that to be contrasted with 1917, which was in World War One. Yes. Okay. Yes, World War Two. It was all about uh, the Japanese um, attacking Pearl Harbor. Yes. And then that's um, why America got all... mad. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we didn't take that too too well when they just attacked us no. out of nowhere. And it was just, uh, I don't know how they filmed those air scenes where it just felt like you were flying around with bullets just shooting at you and how anybody survived anything. It's just absolutely, it was amazing how being they an, shot it. Being an airman in World War II was not great mortality, right? No. I mean, if a single bullet hits the wrong spot on your airplane, you're dead. Well, they showed these uh, these these planes. What kind of planes were there? I don't know. They were called something. I don't remember. They, and they would land on the air carriers, yeah. and they would just be riddled with bullets. Yep. I mean, it was just wow. like, yeah, it was it was just how those guys decided they would just get they would get done with a mission and come back and like have a, a couple of hours rest and gas up the plane and go back. They didn't have a choice. I'm like, what? How? The commanding officer tells you to go, you go. I can't imagine amazing, people though. being able to do that today. I, I know. I mean, I cannot imagine the world that How we live in today. How they didn't just today. constantly have mental breaks. Well, they did, is the thing. People is. would just say, no, I'm not doing that today. They wouldn't do it. Well, then they would be put in prison. They would rather go to prison. Well, I'm sure. Honestly, I probably would rather go to prison than be a World War II airman myself. But, you know. It was oh. different, though, because back then, people, you know... We're fighting for America, we're fighting for our wives and children, you know, we're fighting for things we care well, about. Well, they were being attacked on U.S. soil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hawaii, but now, argue, arguably. Now, but. I mean, like, how often do you hear about people putting America or their families above themselves? You know, because back then, 100 years ago, it was not uncommon to be willing to die so that your family could live on. Well, there still are a lot of people that go to service and do, you know. Yeah, yeah but not nearly as many. No. No. If we, there were a draft, if we ever needed a draft, there would be a lot. I mean, if you thought Vietnam War There'd be civil war. a lot of protests. It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't so even different. imagine. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how we would ever defend ourselves. The only way it would ever happen is if there was something like World War II happening where people realized, oh, if we don't win this war, that could be the end of the country, the end of life as we know it. Because oh. that's what World War II was about. Know. You know, If America hadn't won, the entire world would have been different. Know, Whereas Vietnam I mean, is like, whatever. We have politicians that are in office that hate the way that America's run and probably would be like, yeah, let's just do it over. Well, that's true. <laughs> we, we don't like it here. It's awful. It's just terrible. <laughs> so I don't know what would happen. They'd probably say, okay, here you go. You could have the country. We don't like the way it's run. That's true. Uh, but it just was, it was just, uh, it was a really well done film. Um, it just showed what those guys went through. And I mean, just the sinking of the Arizona, the bombing. Mm -hmm. of, it just was just so intense. It was... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know how they shoot that stuff. Is it all computer-generated? Yeah, most of it's probably CGI. 
God, it's just so, so realistic. These guys just diving right into gunner ships and just. I the, mean, consider that they don't oh. even let most celebrities do their own. Like, you got to hop from this curb down six inches. No, let's get the stunt man in there. Well, the reason yeah. the reasoning behind that, Kristen, it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is because if the star gets hurt in any capacity, they have to hold up shooting, and it just costs too much money, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's true that happened. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise is notorious for doing his yep. own stunts, and he broke his leg on um, Mission Impossible, and it shut down production for quite a bit. Just, oh, did he? Just I rewrite the movie, so uh, he got the broken <laughs> leg in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's our hero. He cannot jump from helicopter to helicopter anymore. He's gimping along. <laughs> well, that's the way a lot of them are going, though. Is there's. So many of these, uh, because all of those, you know, 80s, 90s action guys are getting old. So now they're shooting movies where it's like the old guy who still got it, but he doesn't really still got it kind of thing. Yeah. Like Red, you know. The the movie is about the fact that he's old, but he's still, you know, throwing knives from 10 miles away and hitting someone in the face. Yeah, that is pretty Yeah, we had that, that huge era of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep, and exactly. Alone. I mean, that was... That was pretty epic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really was. And now all those people, it's like they, they want to keep acting, but they've typecasted themselves so badly that, you know, like imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger in a serious dramatic role. It just couldn't happen. No. No. Oh, but he could do a comedic role. I think he did well with like twins with, with yeah. Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. That's something like that would work. That type of concept. It's like The Rock. He was smart. He became a comedic guy as well. You know, and Jumanji and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just watched Jumanji 2 or 3 or 4. What is it? Jumanji? Yeah. There was two. Well, there's a Jumanji and then there's the remake of Jumanji, which okay, was there's... from like five years ago or whatever. Okay, well, I watched that on the plane because I was like, I well, heard that this was pretty good. It wasn't that good. It was good. It was okay. The first one was much better, I thought. Well, it's impossible to replace Robin Williams is the thing. Exactly. That's very true. He's irreplaceable. There actually was a sequel to Jumanji that no one has ever heard of, and I can't even remember what it's called. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kristen? No, there was a sequel to the Robin Williams Jumanji? Yes, it had... Let's see. I I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find it, because it was not well-received. I think it was a spiritual sequel. Yeah, here we go. Zathura, a space adventure. What? What? <laughs> yes, it's a spin-off of Jumanji and the second installment of the Jumanji franchise. And yeah, it didn't uh didn't do well. Yeah, since nobody's heard of it. <clears throat> yep. I can't imagine it did well. Spiritual spin off. It's a, it's a, they play a board game and it teleports them into space and then it's space instead of Jumanji, basically. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually not a bad concept for. No. But. It needs to be well written, that's all. Well, yeah. But again, it's coming right off the heels of, you know, Robin Williams playing what's his uh, name yeah. in Jumanji. Yeah, that's. Well, true. I guess actually it wasn't right off the heels because it was 10 years later, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still. Okay. It's like the Aladdin remake. Melissa hates the Aladdin remake. Uh, it was so slow. You know, all of that music that, you know, uh-huh. is pretty iconic, and they slowed it down big time for Will Smith. I don't know why. Yeah, why so did it they? It sounds like Prince Ali. And, you know, it yeah. before it was so snappy and fun, and I'm like, all I hear is it, you hear the whole thing in slow motion. It drives me nuts. Do you think it was because of the dancing? Maybe. Choreography that they just couldn't keep up with it. Or Cartoons something? can dance as fast as you want them to. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I would, think, I would think any trained dancer is going to be able to keep up with that. So it's, that brings me back to Will Smith. <laughs> now, one thing, actually, that I've been thinking about lately when I've been watching like live-action remakes is there are so many scenes, like in the Prince Ali number in the original, well, the cartoon, Aladdin, there are so many shots where it's like, It'll it'll be on the screen for half a second, and it's like you know a whole bunch of you know elephants and monkeys and all sorts of stuff. And 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 in a cartoon, you know, it takes what a half an hour to draw all that stuff. But the idea of CGIing all of those things in just to be on the screen for a half a second isn't really feasible. So they would have to slow it down to be like you know look at these CGI elephants that we spent right. three weeks making. Right. So there and is that. I know that I, I interviewed the choreographer for Aladdin. His name is Jamal Sims. And I know that that scene in particular was so big. He yeah. couldn't even rehearse everybody mm-hmm. at the same time. Like they would do sections and then they didn't piece it together until they were all on set. So yeah, maybe keeping it slow also kept it more simple for the fact that once they got together, they didn't have to worry about timing because everyone's going to be able to follow the slow timing. Yeah, definitely. That's one thing about moving from cartoon to even CGI. It's just, uh, you know, cartoons are simple, they're quick, they're easy. Well, you know, relatively easy. No, mm-hmm. Animating something, you know, 12 frames a second even is not easy, but compared to CGI, it's definitely a lot easier. So if you try to do a shot-for-shot remake you're going to end up spending a lot of effort for things that happen so fast that you won't even see them unless you're paying attention. Exactly. Yeah. I don't... I, 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 I was just trying... We watched something the other day, and now I cannot remember what it was. Danny DeVito was in it. Batman? No. God, I think it was a movie. No, we've watched so much stuff lately. I'm like, it's all running together. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of stuff. <laughs> we've been watching a lot on HBO we don't have it full time we usually get it during like any season mm. but right now uh, HBO is running a bunch of their shows for free so we've just watched McMillions the McDonald's documentary about um, how people um, stole money from McDonald's during the Monopoly game oh, oh yeah. yeah that's right really good it's is it really good it's about six episodes so it's a docu-series but there is um, an agent I think his name is Agent Doug but he is hilarious. He's an FBI agent, and he was, like, this young whippersnapper who, like, kind of took on the case and went undercover and kind of helped them crack the case. And he's really entertaining and fun, so he moves the story along very fast. So every time he's on screen, you're like, yes, Agent Doug. Oh, Danny DeVito was in the next, the Jumanji in the next level. He oh, was in go. it? So that might have been it. Oh, yeah. that's right. <clears throat> well, it's be- well, you know how it is. They become a, a character. Yeah. So they're only in it as themselves for a short period of time. Oh, That's yeah. why I didn't remember mm. what... I, I know, I'm like sitting around, I'm thinking, he's old, he's like got crutches. You're right, it's Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> Jumanji. Jumanji 2. Or Jumanji the next level. The next level. Which is technically Jumanji 4, I think. Because it's not a remake of the first one. There's no board game and, you know... No, it's a an old video it's game. It's a video that game found, that somehow yeah, teleports them. Yeah, yeah. It it short So technically, or I think it's Jumanji four. I think yeah. there might have been a three that people 
didn't like as well, much either. Well, that's the problem with watching things in a t- in a move in a <clears throat> plane when you're. Oh, it's, wait. it's like you're interrupted so many times with yeah. know, announcements and all this kind of stuff that the it's like I never watch a serious movie on an airplane because I can't really follow it because you're constantly being interrupted. I always pick something very light. And usually, if I see. Um, is it Crazy Sexy Love with Steve Carell? I've watched it a million times. If it's on the entertainment system on the plane, I'll watch that because I love the movie and it's fast and it's easy to follow. Which one is that one? Oh, he plays, um, he's getting divorced and he's really sad and Ryan Gosling like teaches him how to be cool. And it's a comedy um, with Julianne Moore and Ryan Gosling and, oh, Emma Stone is in it. It's fantastic. Oh, I have to watch that. I don't think I've yeah, seen that. Yeah, I love it. You'll love it. Do you think that um, Apple, well, no, sorry, well, Apple too, but um, do you think that Disney, the only reason why they're going to make it through with this with all their parks being closed down is because of Disney Plus? Well, they're making so much so. on that. I mean, I, I think it's the only thing that's really carrying through. They have recently expanded their cruise ship line. In fact, they have a couple cruise ships being built as oh, we speak. God. Yeah, mm. I know, I know. Ugh. And you have... Um, all the parks closed, although Shanghai is slowly, like, going bit by bit and reopening. Um, you know, it, they, they're furloughing people on the, the park side as well. You have Bob Iger, who retired. They're bringing him back to, like, sort of steady the ship. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a Disney's in a lot of trouble. I can't even imagine how many people they employ. Well, hey, if they're I looking mean, for a CEO, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, how many people must those Parks. Whoa, what just happened? Oh, call I don't waiting. know, but I'm here. Oh, caller ID or something. It's going to happen one more time. Okay. Just um, so you know. I, I, the, the employees of those par- the parks have to yes. be just unbelievable. I mean, it must be millions of people. Well, and they're working during the summer in these giant outfits. Imagine being a Disney mascot in July in Disney World. Oh, they do a pretty good job of having them have breaks and and I they, would have to have they a rotate break. every. Tw- they're only out twenty minutes. I do know that they're right. not out that long. Yeah, and also that's something I, I suppose. I know in yeah. Disney World too. Now they have places where you go inside and meet the characters. Yep. So they're in an air conditioned building, so that must really help. So they could probably that's do help more lot. than twenty minutes, I'm guessing. And then a- Apple TV apparently is maybe keeping Apple alive because nobody can go out and buy a computer right now. Although you could probably have it shipped if they have the stock. I know, but don't you want to... I, I don't feel know. like Apple customers like to go into the Apple store. I, I always have mine shipped. I just order off the Apple because I get a new phone every year and I just always have them ship it. Well, I would too, I but you know, yeah. you don't see a Microsoft store or anything like that. The Apple store is iconic because people like going in yeah. and looking at all the you know sleek gadgets and everything. I go when I'm, like, overseas, I go near the Apple store because I know there's Wi-Fi if I need it. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Oh, oh we got to take a break again. Hopefully Tom will join us at some point in this uh, Yes. This segment. We'll be right back. Oh, wait. Are we done? No, we're one more. Okay, sorry. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry 
This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Well, you should stay because you have to. (laughs) (laughs) You have to stay because you're quarantined. I know. I was a little afraid of driving into work. I'm like, I know we're communication, so we're okay. But, you know, I've I've been hearing these cops are pulling people over and being, like, really obnoxious. Mm. I know in California they've been ticketing surfers for not social distancing. What? (laughs) Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Because the beaches are closed and you're not supposed to be on the beach, but they're surfing because there's been good surf. And they're still ticketing them. Uh, I'm like, that's kind of silly. I really don't understand the surfing thing or stand-up paddle boarding. I mean, you're in the middle of the ocean by yourself or a lake or something. I, that does what not make sense about? to me. The fact that they're ticketing surfers and stand-up <clears throat> paddle boarders and stuff. Oh, is Kristen still on? Yes. Here. We're going to have to do a shorter segment because we got started late with the technical issues and we have a guest at 12.15. So oh, this is the last one. This is the last one. So we'll have to or cut it a little a ten short. Minute, ten minute one? Uh, yeah. Kristen, I got to tell you something. I was so impressed with my lovely wife because we watched Midway last night. I don't think anybody. Uh, yeah, we talked about it. Oh, did you already? Yeah. Oh, you already talked about it. Yeah, we did. Way to go. Yeah. Oh, good. I uh, she blew your segment. Yeah, you kind of blew my the whole segment I was going to do. Stab me right in the back. No, we just. Oh, I, I just want to mention we loved that movie. I thought it was very well written, very well acted. It was very emotional. It was. Poor guys, Ugh. and I just—it just, it just was so—it just was so realistic. It was just—you you could really put yourself in their place, you know. They so, did it that well. Kristen, did you tell your brother yet that your buddy Tom had lunch with Donald Trump? Oh, I forgot. He would have liked to have heard that. I know he would have liked to have heard. I thought it you would have mentioned it by now. It was his birthday yesterday. That would have been a nice birthday present mm. for him. Oh, that's funny. Although he moved <laughs> yeah. out of our neighborhood up there in uh, in Palm Beach. He moved out of the neighborhood. Who, Trump? No, Kristen's brother. Oh, he moved say. to Miami. Miami. Oh, he moved to Miami right. just in time for quarantine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. Perfect. Of yeah, all my, places to yeah. be quarantined. Perfect. Well, Miami is... Uh, is much more densely populated than the rest of yes. the state. So, so. and very international. So very international, yes. Yeah. So I got to tell you why I was gone for almost an hour there. Our government are some interesting people. Hmm. Uh, at the last minute, Kristen's buddies added that deal where everybody who's unemployed gets six hundred bucks a week while they're unemployed. 600 extra, right? 600 extra. Extra. Wow. Okay. Well, that created a big problem because I have a friend who owns many, many restaurants. Mm -hmm. He can't get anybody to come back to work when they open because they're already making so much money sitting around in their ass. They don't want to work anymore. $600 a week is... But it's not going to be for the rest of time. I'm sure if they're They don't want to come back yet. 
And you know these loans, these small business loans they're making? Yeah. The loans only apply and are forgivable if you pay your employees with them. Right. But if your restaurant's closed, you for don't have weeks. any employees. For eight weeks. What you do you mean for you, eight weeks? You have to pay your employees for eight weeks, and then it's forgivable. But they, you don't have any employees. And it's only 1000 per employee. They change that. But if they don't come back on their own because they don't want to, that can't be. You can't be penalized for that. <clears throat> the, you, they are penalized unless you give the money to your employees. You're not forgiven for the loan. And you can use. I think you can use twenty five percent for your mortgage or rent. Mm. Yeah. So basically, in order to get these loans to do any good, you have to do something to keep people okay. employed. But well, they don't want to be employed because they're making so much money on unemployment. Well, that's. Now, see, I would rather work. I am me yeah. too, yeah, I me too. rather work. Especially after being isolated. It's some yeah, odd argument. out of here. A very odd <laughs> argument, that's all I'm saying. Well, and then what are you going to do if your money runs out on an unemployment at additional $600 a week? What are you going to do if your job no longer exists? I know. they got to get this straightened away. I mean, I, I, I was on for quite some time. Well, there's so many restaurants that really operate on, you know, small margins. Yep. And, um, I mean, they make a lot of money on paper, but it costs so oh, much yeah. money to be in business. And Yeah, Tom Colicchio, I think a lot of people know him from yep. Top Chef. I mean, he, yep. he runs the craft restaurants. He had to shut a majority of his restaurants, and he said, I don't know how many will be able to open up because the way he said they run, he goes, we take, like, we'll take April's profits, and we're paying off bills from 30 to 45 days ago. So the problem is, is that they're always running behind with the way the business model is of, of in the restaurant industry. So he said, this is going to rethink the entire industry and how we pay our bills and how everything happens. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm sure that's true. But they got to figure out some way because now I, uh, once the podcast is done, I get to be on the phone for the rest of the day trying to figure out why these people think that it's a good idea. You can't use the money unless you pay employees and you can't get employees because you're paying them so much money, they don't want to work. Well, I think you're just going to have to um, show evidence that you've offered the employee the job, and they're not. Coming, I guess. And they're saying they they're not coming back. It's true. Now, okay, we only got about four more minutes left, so I got to run this by you. I suppose you guys already talked about Babylon B, didn't you? No, nope. no, we did not. You didn't. No, Kristen, have you no. seen this website, Babylon B? I haven't. Oh my God! It's so hilarious. B a b y. You should follow it on Twitter. Just follow it on Twitter. Yeah, and then you'll just get their feed. They they have the Wait, most. Is this like the Onion? Yeah. Not... yeah, yeah. But it's really funny. Yeah, it's a spoof newspaper news service or something. It's very now. Here are a couple of headlines. You ready for the headlines? <laughs> I like. I just saw one. Can I read one? Yes. <laughs> yes, please do. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> this one's so good. Biden cuts hole in masks. So he can sniff people's hair. <laughs> How great is that? I, know. Isn't that I just phenomenal? every time. It's, I, seriously, I don't think I don't think there's there's a time where you read one of their headlines where you don't laugh out loud. Oh yeah, they're hilarious. I love it. Here's a great one for you, Kristen. Uh, SATs to be replaced with DNA tests to determine how oppressed you are. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? This the, the Christians are going to love this one. Roman authorities investigating Jesus for violating stay in tomb order on Easter. <laughs> I was going to read that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to do the toilet paper one? Wait, where's the toilet paper one? It's right beneath the. Uh, it's right beneath the Roman authorities one. 
I have a different one. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's interesting. So below the, the Roman authorities one is Kentucky orders all churchgoers to wear yellow cross. That's so weird. You have a different homepage than I do. I do, yeah. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Modern day Hanukkah. Roll of toilet paper miraculously lasts eight days. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a shot at Andy and me and your husband and your brother. You ready? Uh-huh. Nation's men finally washing hands even when no one else is in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They're funny because they're true. <laughs> yeah, we need to add a few women to that because I'll tell you, like, the last day before really? shutdown when I was coming back from Vegas, I saw a woman just literally, like, turn on the water, like, run her hands really quick under it, no soap or anything, and then oh, walk out. And I was like, no, that's yes. so gross. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's how disease spreads. Well, I'm hoping that, you know, since, you know, we're basically a nation of selfish individuals. <coughs> um, it, okay, so it's like you wouldn't wash your hands because you don't care because you don't care about what everybody else might get from you but now you're right give, now you're giving a care about what people might give you yeah. so then you might wash your hands so i guess it's good for everybody even if you're yeah. doing it for selfish reasons right. i'm never uh, shaking hands again i'm done i hate shaking hands i've always hated yeah. shaking hands it's never gonna happen again i don't think anybody's gonna shake anybody's hand anymore i don't think so i think so you don't think I'm- we'll forget nope I'm going to nod my head, but that's what we were doing in Las Vegas that last week, like meeting people, and I'd nod my head, and I was like, that works great. You yeah. acknowledge the person, say nice to meet you, but we're good. That's why the <coughs> namaste is so good. You namaste, just do a, yeah, yeah. Namaste. namaste, a little bow, namaste. There you go. In Japan, yeah. they just bow. Yeah. How I'm about, well, shaking hands is, it comes from when you met someone on the road, you would extend your right hand to show that you're unarmed. And they didn't have a sword, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, you That's know, where it came from. I think at what this if point. I was left handed. I could have a sword all <laughs> You'd day. You could have a sword all <laughs> day. If you were left handed, you were probably put to the, uh, put to the guillotine. Yeah, they probably so. killed you for being left handed. <laughs> That's probably true. Do you know what the word sinister means? No. Left handed. Really? Sinister yep. means left handed. Yes, I didn't it know does. That. Sinister. Alex. Alex is all so sinister. sinister. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to get the, the guy who started Babylon B on the show. Yeah, I, 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 I got a little nibble on them, but then they didn't respond I'm back. I'm sure so. they're very popular right now of all times. <clears throat> Probably true. But we're going to have to make sure that you're on when we have Babylon B on. Um, and that sounds great. Okay, we'll do they're one so more for funny. you because we got to get going. But I love this because this is a, a COVID-19 joke that's not offensive at all. You ready? Go ahead. There's a picture of a man standing. He's got a mask on, and he's just peering out the window with this lonely look in his eye. He's got this really sad look in his eye and the mask on. Local man pursuing long-distance relationship with girl across the street. (laughs) (laughs) That is very funny. All right. Wonderful you to come on with us today, Kristen. We'll be back at it. Yes, exactly. Thanks so much for that. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Kristen Burt, entertainment reporter from Los Angeles, and we'll be back. Special guest coming up uh, right after this in hour two.